Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Hey everybody, this is Studio C41 and I'm Bill Manning and we are here for another one-on-one interview. Uh, the guests that we have here, they have been in the film making business, well, not filmmaking, but more so film processing business for nearly 48 years. Uh, this is Richard Photo Lab, and I have Albany Katz and Colleen Ashley uh, who work there. How are you guys doing? Hey, we're doing great. How are you? Doing all right. I have all my blinds shut because it is absolutely a scorcher outside right now. And I am trying to avoid the heat as much as possible. And uh, I, I keep my uh, room at a chill 68 degrees. I My, my power bill suffers. Um, well, my wallet suffers more so during the during the summertime. But honestly, I don't think I can put a price tag on comfort. So um, but uh, I, I want to get into this. This is this is pretty amazing. I, I, I love talking to companies in the business. Um, I, I feel like that I learned so much um, just by um, what you guys do, how you make, uh, you know, keep customers, especially for a company that's been around for 48 years. That is amazing. So before we dive into that, tell me about what you guys do. So uh, I'll, I'll start off, start off with Colleen. Well, we are the two-person marketing team here at Richard <laughs> Photo Lab. We like to keep it small and intimate. Um, mm-hmm. So we're the folks that are going on social media to talk to everybody, sending out emails, planning trips around um, the country to kind of visit other photographers and hang out with you guys. Um, yeah. That's us. <laughs> Very cool. So you said that you guys are a marketing team of two. That is amazing. And you guys are organizing uh, meetups around the U.S. and traveling. And it's actually kind of funny because I I, I met you guys uh, when you stopped by in Atlanta about a couple months ago. And it, it was absolutely awesome to to meet you guys. Um, so and you did a photo walk in Nashville a couple of weeks ago. So how how did that go? It was great. We were not ready for the heat of the South. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> humidity. Yeah. Yeah. Coming from Los Angeles, we thought it was still going to be like maybe spring weather. Not so much. But it was, <laughs> still, it was so great. It's always good to meet film enthusiasts that we've never met before and just mm-hmm. kind of talk to them about what they're doing, what they love about film. It's, you know, as much as it's kind of work and a job for us, it's also so much fun. You know, we're really fortunate in that way. Yeah, part of our um, whole initiative this year is to really get in front of our photographers and meet other film shooters Mm -hmm. uh, from all around. And so we're planning trips to big cities in the U.S. to meet everybody. And Atlanta and Nashville were our first stops. And we're so lucky to get to meet you in Atlanta and then have the Nashville photo walk and meet up. That was really fun, too. So really great perks about our job. Um, Mm -hmm. Our job is fun. And it's also just really great to meet people and film enthusiasts and um, film lovers. That's amazing. And I, 
We'll we'll dive into the film resurgence a, a little bit later. And uh, listeners, I do have show notes. There are there is structure to this, I promise. But I, I'm just curious as far as what what is the cadence that you guys are kind of hearing amongst film photographers when you're traveling around the U.S. like this? They're excited. I mean, everywhere we go, it's 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 really exciting times right now. I think. Um, mm-hmm. There are a lot of secret photo nerds out there (laughs) who want to be heard and found and loved. And we go and we have these film walks and we just have a place for all of them to come together. And we just geek out on cameras and film stocks and Kodak bringing back a cool new film. What? Like, this is like my people. So it's really fun. It's really fun to actually go and and see those people because you, you know, so much of our job is all online. We work mainly on social media. We we're emailing a very few of our clients actually come to our facility, to our lab to drop off film. Mm-hmm. So it's just wild to get to meet people in person and see how excited they are about learning to shoot film. You, you know, maybe they're just incorporating it into their workflow. Maybe they're a seasoned pro and they've been doing it for a long time, mm-hmm. but um, the excitement is there. It's That's- exciting. That's awesome. Yeah, because the thing that I hear so much uh, amongst, I guess, some of the uh, uh, people that are less enthused uh, just say, oh, this is just a hipster thing. This is just going to be something that's going to die out in a couple of years. And, you know, they said that probably around 2014 when I I would say that that kind of started to ink back up and um, it hasn't tinkered out. and and I, I kind of find it kind of curious that uh, it, it's it seems like that it's just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And I'm I'm really excited that the uh, photographers are choosing to come back to it or discovering it for the first time. It, it's it's absolutely awesome. So um, are you two photographers at all? Well, I'm not. I have a background in fine art. So I did shoot film in high school and in college. I took a bunch of photography classes. So uh, the process of film was not a mystery when I started here at the Mm -hmm. lab. Um, But I've still learned so much. Oh, my gosh. Being here, I learned so much about photography. So it's a little, I think, a little scary for me still to try and pick up the camera Mm -hmm. um, because I'm nervous about it. But it's exciting because I get to still see everybody else's beautiful work all the time. That's awesome. And then I, I am a photographer. I went mm-hmm. to school for photography and I've just known I wanted to be a photographer ever since I was uh, 15 years old. So this has oh, been wow. what I wanted to do. And my parents built me a dark room when I was growing up. Wow. And they really supported it. Um, they were like, don't go to college. Just go to college. <laughs> They were the opposite, you know. Kind oh, of that's too. amazing. Yeah, because pursue it so yeah i'm a photographer oh that's awesome yeah my parents were like no you're going to go to college and uh (laughs) you're going to uh be a finance major and uh you're going to graduate no no that that that, uh i I did it but uh i was definitely on the eight-year track so but no it's all good um but I, i i do it but yeah it's it's really cool that your parents were fully supportive of that. And I think that um, that has a lot to do with um, uh, just being creative people in general, like just growing up and, you know, never losing that interest in being creative. So then I think that's incredibly important. So, um, so um, tell me, Omni, what, what, what camera do you shoot? 
I shoot many different cameras. It depends on kind of what I'm going for. But mm-hmm. my two main ones, I would say, are the Mamiya 645 AF and then a pinhole gut camera. Ooh. Um, those are the two that I shoot with primary. I shoot a pinhole camera for my fine artwork and mm-hmm. my uh, darkroom printing work where I'm going and I'm, I go to national parks, I shoot pinhole pictures oh, cool. and then bring them back and process them in the darkroom. So that's, that's my favorite camera for taking around. It's plastic. I can put tape around it and not <laughs> it. it's going to get messed up or broken. It's awesome. Oh, that's so cool. I, just, I love the Mamiya cameras. I have a bunch of them, but the Mamiya 645 is a, is a great, great camera. Yeah. I, I had the, uh, AFD, uh, for a good while. I, um, I loved that camera and yeah. there are times where I come across and go, Oh, I wish I had that camera still. So, but, um, that's cool. So, um, tell me what, what, why, why do you shoot film? Uh, what, what's the purpose for it for yourself? And is there a reason for it? I would say, and it's very personal because, you know, I don't want anybody to think that I'm against digital, mm-hmm. but I've just always fallen in love with things where process is included and being a part of the process. And I feel that so strongly when I'm shooting film, I feel like I'm in it. I feel like I'm, I'm understanding more. I'm slow. I'm slowing down. I'm more shooting in the present mm-hmm. and making sure that every shot counts and being very intentional. And that's really, really, really what I love about it. I also, am just a super big nerd when it comes to this stuff. And I just love <laughs> You know, all the cool, amazing film cameras that are still out there today and yeah. still working. Um, and I love when, you know, the, the film manufacturers bring back a film or say they're going to reintroduce another film. And mm-hmm. that's just so that's it's so exciting. And then the other half is the darkroom process. So I also do that. And um, again, just being part of the process and creating something with my hands and mm-hmm. creating physical thing a print instead of just a digital file is why i shoot film well that's awesome yeah it's it's awesome to hear how everybody has their own reason for shooting film and you know honestly i i can't say that there's a wrong reason um you know everybody everybody has always said that it's very personal to them um and uh that's that's absolutely awesome to hear so uh let let's move into talking about uh richard photo lab so Let's let's learn a little bit about this uh, this photo lab that has been running for forty eight years. Oh my gosh! Yes. Well, it all started with you guessed it, um, a man named Richard. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> he was a Chinese immigrant, and he basically mm-hmm. came to the U.S. in search of you know the classic American dream. And so he came to Los Angeles, and he opened up this teeny tiny closet-sized lab space. It was just him working there, and he would do uh, black and white developing and darkroom prints. And he was very, very uh, meticulous and obsessed with quality. Uh, We kind of, if you're a Seinfeld fan and you've ever seen the Soup Nazi episode, (laughs) we kind of like to think of him like that. You know, he was very, very good at what he did. And if you did not agree, he was okay with telling you, you know, if he Mm. didn't like that darkroom print and came in and said you weren't happy about it, he'd say, that's fine and rip it up and send you out the door. Oh, wow. Um, 
but he was able to do that because he was so extremely good at what he did. And he was able to build up this really small but loyal following in Los mm-hmm. Angeles. Um, it was mainly in the entertainment industry, the music industry, fashion industry was the biggest uh, chunk of his clients. And then um, when he decided to retire uh, back in 2005, I believe it was, Mm -hmm. is when our current lab owner, Brian, decided he wanted to buy a lab. He had kind of worked in every position that you could be in in a lab from the production side to customer service. So he had seen it all and was ready to kind of, you know, start it himself. And so he bought Richard Photo Lab, became the new owner and kind of just continued that reputation of quality obsession, making sure we didn't cut any corners um, and that every frame mattered. And that's how we became who we are today. That's amazing. You know, it's for 48 years, I I think of all the things that have changed. I mean, I mean, I think about the history books, like, you know, you have Richard lab that Richard's photo lab that had, um, to deal with one hour photo and drugstore companies and stuff like that, where that was a big competition back then. I mean, you know, and then, and then we talk about, you know, the, the, the decline of film uh, back in, you know, in the early two thousands and leading up to probably rock bottom in 2012, I guess with all that history that has happened, I guess, how, how did Richard survive all that? Well, I mean, to be honest with you, it's a it's a real simple answer, which was just that we worked really, really hard to deliver the best quality and acquire the very best staff out there. You know, when Brian had bought the lab, that was really at the beginning of the digital photography revolution and labs were going out of business left and right. And so he kind of took advantage of that situation and was able to acquire the best processors that were out there, the best scanners that were out there to build a team that could really deliver the very best top-notch work. And that's what got us through the tough times, um, you know, when digital photography really became the thing. And we always just had a goal um, in place that we want to be the last lab standing we don't want to be one of the ones going out of business. Sure. We believe in film and we believe in everything that we do and the quality that we stand by. And we want to be the last lab standing and, you know, worldwide, planet wide. We want to we want to be here um, for as long as we can. So I think that that goal really helped us, too. Oh, wow. That, that that's amazing. And, and you guys have talked about, um, you know, quality service and everything and um, and I will admit uh, to listeners and I will post this link because I think it's a great video um, to kind of just get an idea as far as um, how their lab worked. And um, and that was by a I think it was called uh, the framed show. Um, and this was back in 2012. Um, and they, it's about a half an hour long, but they walk through from, you know, bringing the film in all the way to processing and then actually sitting down. And working with, and we'll learn a little bit more about a lab partner um, to understand the style of of uh, uh, photography that you want, even even on film. So, tell me, I guess what what makes Richard Photo Lab different than than like say another lab? You know, like you have all the other names. I don't want to name drop them, but you know, the, a lot of the dot com ones out there. Sure. 
Um, well, I think what Colleen was alluding to, we've just been in the business for so long that the experience is there to back it up. Our, mm-hmm. All of our team has amazing experience in the fields that they're working in. They are masters in their field. So the scanners who are scanning are color professionals. They understand color and they've been doing it for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, the printers in our print department have been printing and understand um, calibration and understand how to look at color and paper and all of that. Our processors, the same thing. We don't just hire a random person and train them and hope that it works out. We want to hire somebody who understands the process already. Um, So I would say a huge thing that sets us apart is just the experience that we bring to the table in all departments. Um, We also offer something called the color pack, which is something that we really founded. And it's the idea of creating a customized color profile based on an an individual photographer's style and preferences. Um, So basically, we work with photographers all the time, and they all have different styles. So when we're scanning film, we don't know what that photographer's style is unless they communicate it to us. Mm -hmm. And so the color pack process is really building off of that and asking the photographer to sit down with us and invest some time uh, into creating a color profile Mm. uh, with us where they explain their preferences to us and we understand it so that we can scan their film uh, and deliver results that they hopefully don't even have to touch and it looks exactly like their style and brand. The other half of that is a business consultation um, and just business consulting. Um, One of the things that we, one of our values is that we want to make sure that, you know, our, our photographers succeed. Um, We don't want, before we even talk about color, we want to make sure that you're making money, that you're profitable and Mm -hmm. that you're sustainable. So part of the color pack process, half of it is business consultations with our lab owner, Brian, where Mm -hmm. you sit down and you get to just chat about your business struggles you're going through and how we can hopefully help you get through those. So that's a really awesome, unique process that I would say no other lab offers. Um, dip and dunk a processor. That is huge. A lot of labs still pull through machines. Um, dip and dunk processors are really the best way to process film because your film only touches chemistry the entire time and never touches anything else. So the likelihood of damage is very, very little. Mm-hmm. We have extremely fast turnaround times. I. I mean, we try and keep a turnaround time that's pretty much the same throughout the entire year, even in busy season. Mm-hmm. So that's huge for film photographers because, you know, in this day and age, people don't like to wait. Sure, sure. <laughs> and we, and we want to make sure that they're not feeling the wait. So we want to get their film done as quickly as possible. Obviously not um, cutting any corners or sacrificing quality. Oh, um, um- Yeah. And then I would say the last thing is that we're really passionate on educating our photographers. We have an amazing blog that we, you know, we're pumping stuff out monthly that has to do with educating photographers on the best way to send in your film, how to shoot film in the snow, how to shoot film, you know, in different lighting scenarios, how to shoot film with strobes, like everything under the sun, how to request your scan preferences. Mm -hmm. So we want to make sure that the photographer is educated and also feels empowered to learn this stuff on their own. Um, Because like we were saying in the beginning, nothing's a secret. We don't want this to be like 
you know, Oz and you don't know what's behind <laughs> the curtain. We want you to know what's behind the curtain sure. and what we're doing to your film and your scans. Yeah, that's absolutely awesome. And and I wanted to touch back really quickly on the dip and, uh, dip and dunk because um, a lot of the one hour labs will, you know, put it into a machine and it's pulled through the machine and you have film on the other side and there are maintenance issues that you can run into where the motion could get scratched and everything. And, and, and again, I'll reference into the video. This is actually really neat that um, the, the film is actually draped on the, um, like, I guess you have two weighted clips, I guess. And then it wraps around over um, on the backside of the uh, film. So the emulsion is always exposed to, to the, to the chemicals. So right. that that's absolutely awesome that that uh, that process uh, still exists. And I, out of curiosity, do you know about how many rolls of f- film you can run on that? Like on one load? Um, I believe each rack holds five rolls of film. OK, wow. And it takes about, I believe, around 30 minutes to go through the entire uh, process of it. But mm-hmm. I mean, on a given day, we're getting a thousand rolls of film into the lab. Wow. So, and our goal is to get all of those processed. Um, and so when we moved to Valencia to our new location, we basically were like, we need bigger and better processors. We had amazing dip and dunk processors in Hollywood, but mm-hmm. they were not keeping up with our growing number of film shooters and amount of film that was being sent in. Mm. And so we are so lucky to have Bill, our production manager on our team, who is also like a quasi film Frankenstein doctor. <laughs> made, you know, worked with um, a Reframe, I guess, to create an amazing uh, kind of like state of the art processor that we utilize mm. that, Processes the, processes the film twice as fast and holds twice the amount of film as our last processors. Wow. So that's been a huge thing for us. Wow. And, and you guys brought up something that's really interesting. You said you're, you're bringing your, how many rolls of film? Did you say thousands? On a given day in the summer or in busy season, we could get over a thousand rolls a day. Holy moly. <laughs> wow. Yeah. A thousand <laughs> rolls. <laughs> so, Film is coming back. It's real. Yeah. I mean, we say that all the time. When people don't believe that film is still a thing, we tell them that and their mouths drop mm-hmm. to the floor. <laughs> I, I mean, I help out at, at a lab here in Atlanta. We're, we're literally like the, the last wet lab here in Atlanta. And and uh, uh, I'll pitch in and help with, um, you know, processing and all that stuff. And, you know, it's I kind of joke. It's frustrating, but it's it's. A, a good frustrated feeling, I guess, where, you know, I'll have all the bins like cleared out. I'm like, ah, today was a good day. I got everything done and then come in the next day and it's like full again. I'm like, seriously? Yeah. Um, so Stephen and I, um, <laughs> Stephen and I, we, we tried to compete with each other on how many rolls we can process in a day. And he's, he's, he still has me beat out by a lot, but I mean, honestly, we're, we're doing, uh, hundreds of rolls, um uh as well so i mean that that's it's true it's it's awesome to hear that it's happening on west coast as well that's and and you guys are getting it from from all throughout the u.s correct 
Um, all around the world, actually. What? We have really? folks ship us film internationally from everywhere, from South Africa, Europe, Australia. We see film from everywhere. Wow. Okay, so I got to know, I'm not going to ask who, but do you guys get any celebrity film processing? Well, being <laughs> in in Los Angeles, yes, we do see film from celebrities. Uh, we do. We can't we can't name names, but we've had some some visitors that I think have left us a little starstruck. For no sure. way. That's so cool. Yeah. Well, you, you don't have to confirm whether or not, because um, I don't know if you guys speaking of celebrity film photographers. I don't know if you saw that Instagram post by Chris Emworth. No, no, he came out and he said that he's a film shooter and he said digital is dead. (laughs) (laughs) So that's that's Um, we need to retweet that or where is that? (laughs) It's on Instagram. It's on Instagram. Yeah. So if you you follow him, it's it's pretty recent. So um, uh, I kind of geeked out when I saw that and I, I I sent him a little message. I told you know, I got less than a percent chance of getting a response back. I'm like, hey, if you're wanting to come on the show, you know, let me know. I'll even fly out to L.A. for that, you know. So but uh, Chris, if you're listening, please, 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 please. Mm-hmm. I would love to do an interview or anybody, any, any, uh, even the I, I joked around. I said I would love to uh, interview Ryan Johnson. Um, uh, And I know a lot of uh, Star Wars nerds are going, Ugh. but honestly, <laughs> Honestly, I think he is an amazing director, and I think it's absolutely interesting to see him with his uh, uh, Leica and uh, doing behind-the-scenes shots and all that stuff while production is happening. I would love to see what those photos look like, too. So, But uh, anyway, so um, that was one crazy tangent. So um, when you guys do the processing, the processing isn't the only thing. You guys do, you're paired up with somebody, um, and... Uh, the photographer has helped out. You go through a consultation and, you know, help the photographer and learning, um, you know, their style, learning from their style so that you can replicate it on their end and provide a service where a, a busy working photographer just does not have time to edit. And, and, and some people will say, well, you can just do it on your own and scan it on your own. I get it, you know, but I mean, when you have photographers that are going day in and day out, with jobs, editing is not part of the process. And, um, people just have to realize that. And, uh, I mean, honestly, like, do we think that Annie Lee Woods sits there in, in Lightroom and Photoshop on her own time? I highly doubt that. <laughs> highly doubt You're that. Absolutely right. Yeah. We always urge our clients, like, don't be afraid to outsource the things that you're not an expert in. You're an expert in film photography and somebody else is going to be an expert in post-production and exactly. somebody else is going to be a, an expert in accounting. And it's okay to have someone else help you with those things so that you can keep doing what you do, which is shooting. Right. And ultimately they think that they're, there it's it's a lot of money to be able to outsource but you have to look at the money you're spending on your time Um, your time is valuable and the amount of time you're spending you know editing pictures or doing something that you're not necessarily super good at Mm -hmm. you could you could give that to somebody else and depending on the value of your time and what you value yourself at you could actually be saving money by by giving it to them and you're also just freeing up so much time on your end to go shoot more or get more jobs or whatever you're whatever you got to do to bring in the money. Sure. Absolutely. And I think a a part of what that goes into that uh, equation as well is the investment. 
you know, if if you really want to do it on your own and you want to do a very good quality, you know, you need to have quality equipment. I mean, your your negative is only as good as the tools that you use. Um, and uh, and we talked about this on a few episodes back where, you know, you can get a four by five scan on a drum scanner or, you know, something along those lines where, you know, if you need that, that quality, it, it's available. But, you know, to do it yourself, that's time, that's money, that's capital investment. And and it's not cheap. And uh, I've seen it at times where, you know, when I did mine, I said, it's expensive, but, you know, if I'm going to sell this or something along those lines, sell this print, you know, then it, it might, it's worth the investment. So, um, so processing and the editing is just a portion of it. Um, I was really amazed by uh, the detail that I learned from the video um, on the printing aspect. So um, you, you guys don't just do four by six uh, prints from a you know roll of film or something along those lines. Like you, you guys actually sit down with the photographer and say, look, we need a fiber-based print so that we can do, you know, a photo book of your life's work, you know, something along those lines, right? Yeah. So we offer, we're, we're a pro lab. So we offer mm-hmm. film services as well as print services, um, the gamut of, of all of them. So we, uh, aside from everything we talked about with film processing and scanning, mm-hmm. we also offer, like you were just mentioning drum scans, flatbed scans for high resolution, um, you know, single scans that you might need working in Hollywood for a long time. We've actually, utilize those scanners a bunch for fashion photographers, for commercial photographers who need one, one frame scanned, very, very big, um, Mm -hmm. maybe for a billboard or something like that. Um, On the printing end of things, we offer chromogenic prints on Fuji and Kodak papers, uh, which are super, super beautiful. Um, The quality is just amazing. And it's, I love it because the nerd in me just geeks out at the fact that it's like a, a hybrid of digital and analog, um, where it's, it's a digital image being projected with a laser onto light sensitive paper mm-hmm. and then going through color chemistry. Super cool. I love that. So, um, and then the, the print that you get back is just beautiful. So we offer those, we offer fine art printing, um, a, a wide range of sizes, um, canvas printing and framing. Mm-hmm. And that's another great thing about being in Hollywood is that we don't just do stuff for wedding photographers. We also work with fine art photographers and printed a lot of gallery shows. Oh, wow. um, so our, our printing is, is very high quality. Um, we work with freestyle, freestyle photographic. I don't know if you've yeah. heard of mm-hmm. them. Oh, yeah. yeah. They are really experienced in color profiling, digital um, inkjet printers so we worked with them to profile all of our printers to make sure that we had, you know, the the best colors possible when we're printing anybody's work. Um, so, yeah, we're just really proud of the fact that we, everything we offer is done under the same roof. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, that's pretty cool. And we just I think we think that printing is really important as far as the artistic process goes. You know, it, it doesn't end when you get that digital file, you know, there's so much to be said about seeing a print blown up and noticing the details you never saw before, being able to choose a paper surface that kind of adds this extra element to how something looks. And, you know, on the business side of things, of course, it's it's always advantageous to print your work because that's another way to make a sale after the shoot is over. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. 
No, that you bring up a very valid point, and and it's actually kind of funny because so I, I do a little bit of my own at home printing, and I'm I've kind of dabbled into that, and well, dabbling more like I'm getting sucked into to learning the process even better, and and I, I'm I'm doing some printing, and I'm I've learned so much that there, there, there are options with the different papers. Different papers give different textures. Um, yeah. You know, the, it's just a whole new world, and and so. This paper makes it look like it's on silver gelatin, um, even though it's you know still printed on on fiber based paper. Um, you know it, it's it's a whole new world. I mean, it's so much more than just silver gelatin. And uh, do, out of curiosity, do you do palladium printing? We don't. Oh, okay. Okay. We don't. We don't even. Uh, we don't do darkroom printing anymore. Okay. We did. Okay. Um, we just offer the the digital chromogenic prints as okay. well as jet prints. Okay, gotcha. So and out of curiosity, so the fine arts background for you, uh, Colleen, um, would you say that a lot of what you've learned is being applied um, at, at the office now? I mean, like with, with fine art printing and I mean, it, it would seem like that all that kind of falls right in long lines of your your degree and all that. Yeah, I mean, I think my educational history just kind of primed me to be in visual arts in general and have a, a greater understanding for what our clients go through, again, as artists and the choices they need to make and this kind of uh, this idea that it's not just a business for them, that there's very mm. much a part of their heart and soul and what they're doing and that kind of understanding the artistic side that goes into that. Mm -hmm. And then um, actually another thing that really went into the printing side was the last place that I worked before I was able to come on to Richard also was involved in printing, but it was a lot of commercial stuff. It was large format stuff for billboards, mm -hmm. things like that. And so I was able to really get an understanding of the printing process there as oh, well cool. and then bring that knowledge over to Richard. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, we're I'm actually in the process. Uh, so listeners, this is just a sneak peek. Uh, I'm actually in the process of uh, doing an episode on uh, it's called it's it will be titled uh, print your work. Dang it. And yeah. and, um, and it's 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 a lot because I went into going, OK, this is what I want to talk about. And then I started learning more and more and more. And realizing, oh, my gosh, this episode is going to be so long and I need to figure out a way on how to control this because printing, it, as we were talking about earlier, printing is a whole new world. And uh, I feel a little bit overwhelmed when I go into it. And I actually might have to ping with you guys afterwards just to kind of learn some of the things because, you know, a lot of photographers don't understand, you know, what resolution do I need to print this at and all that stuff. And you know, how much if too much resolution is helpful or not, you know, so there, there's just so many questions out there that I think that a lot of photographers don't realize that printing is just a whole, whole different ball game at that point. So absolutely, for all the variables you have to learn when you're shooting film, there's just as many variables on the print side to understand. So it's, it's definitely complex. That's that's absolutely awesome that you know, that you guys have been able to withstand some of the most difficult times in, in photographic history and that you guys are even going even stronger now. And that's absolutely awesome. And so we're, we're starting to wind down with with all the questions. And uh, I, I had put in the show notes and I tried to do this um, now with my interviews and saying, is there a question that 
I didn't ask that you would like me to ask you guys. Well, no, I, I mean, I think that you had some good ones. I don't know if there's one that's missing. Fine. <laughs> oh, cool. Well, no, then that means the conversation went very well. So uh, that that's absolutely awesome. Well, all right. So let, let's how do I guess the next set of questions is how how would a photographer start with reaching out to you guys? So we are very uh we have a very big presence on social media instagram mm-hmm. is a great place for for people to just be familiar with our work and the photographers we work with mm-hmm. we also have an amazing uh resource build website where you can go it's richardphotolab.com mm-hmm. uh, again that's where you can access our blog which just has all the information in the world for you know if you're just starting out or if you want to understand more about what we do um, and then give us a call. We are we are here to serve you. So you know we're not just uh, we're not just online. You can call us. You can come in. You can see the lab if you live in LA. Please come visit us. We love showing people the lab. Um, but I would say Instagram and our website are probably the quickest ways right now to to get to know who we are. Okay. Cool. And then once you're once you're ready to take the plunge and send us some film, it's really easy. We have an online site, mm. so you just create a login with your email, and you can literally build your film order right on the site. So you tell us what services you want, what kind of film you're sending. You can choose the scanner that you like. You can tell us about the color preferences that you have for your film, mm-hmm. all that great stuff. And then you'll literally just get um, – your total uh, and a packing slip that you just print out and send it along with your film. So as soon as it gets to the lab, we can just scan it in and get straight to work. That's awesome. And so I guess with all the services that you guys provide, a photographer can even just say, hey, can you just process this and send it back to me? And and that that's perfectly fine as well. Yep, we were we're we're open to working with anybody. If you just want to if you just want your film to be sent in, processed and sent back to you, totally fine. Um, yeah, we do everything. Okay, cool. Well, and you guys uh, are doing something really neat. Uh, you told me before the record, before I hit the big red button, that you guys <laughs> have a special promo code for our listeners. Is that right? Yeah, we do. Um, we definitely want to open the door to Richard, um, to your film community and listeners. So mm-hmm. we want to offer ten percent off of your next film order just by using. The promo code Studio C forty one. Oh, cool! Um, I think that's going to be in your in your notes as well for people to see. No okay. spaces or dashes. Okay. Just the letters, just the letters Studio C forty one. Um, ten percent off. Twenty rolls is the limit. Okay. You know, per order, and then I believe it's going to expire in a month, so on August twenty second. Okay, gotcha. So use it before then. Cool. Well, yeah. Colleen. Albany, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day. I know that uh, the labs are, the gears are turning very quickly and and a thousand rolls. I, I can't imagine how busy you all are. And it's just absolutely awesome to hear that uh, uh, Richard's photo lab is going strong after 48 years. Thank you so much for taking time to sit with us and I don't know if you can help me out with uh, closing out uh, with this episode with uh, saying shoot some film, dang it. <laughs> yeah, sure definitely can. can. <laughs> shoot some film, dang, dang it. it. Yes. <laughs> awesome. 
All right, guys. Well, uh, that is it for this episode. Um, We will be on the next one. And until then, shoot some film, dang it. (laughs) 